RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Redmond Christie. Praying for our prodigals, an apostolate of prayer and peace. Christine Bruce has only been a member of Redmond Christie for less than a year, but she's already the founder of an apostolate. Praying for our prodigals is designed to guide and encourage people to pray, fast, and do acts of mercy for their loved ones living far from the church, and is itself a fruit of Christine's own daily prayer. The idea of the Praying for Our Prodigals Apostolate came to Christine two years ago in November of 2018. While reading a meditation on the Magnificat, a passage from St. Faustina's diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul, leapt out from the page. In the passage, Jesus was urging St. Faustina to rescue souls through prayer and silent sacrifice. This exhortation from Christ to pray and make hidden sacrifices, permeating with love, for the rescue of souls, immediately stirred Christine to action. My life changed that day, says Christine. This passage dramatically grabbed my attention and rocked me to the core. My friends and I all have loved ones who have left the church, and it is heart-wrenching. It came to me in prayer that I should start encouraging people to pray for their loved ones. From that day on, Christine was inspired and determined to create an apostolate that would give both hope to those whose friends and family members were far from their faith, and the help and support they needed to pray them home. And she's prayed the passage from Divine Mercy in My Soul that first moved her to action every day since. Using the words of Jesus to St. Faustina as a guide on how to pray for the rescue of souls, and with the guidance and mentorship of her spiritual director, Catherine Vendetti, and legionary Father Martin Connor, Christine founded Praying for Our Prodigals about six months later, in April of 2019. The Apostolate provides support, encouragement, and prayers for parents and others praying for the return of their loved ones to the Church. People are encouraged to pray a daily rosary for their loved ones, and Christine leads a call-in group rosary every Wednesday at 3 o'clock p.m. She also sends out an email that provides encouragement, hope, and resources every Saturday. In addition, Christine invites people to send her the names of those they are praying for, and she personally prays for all of these prodigals herself. According to Christine, most of the people who reach out to praying for our prodigals for guidance and support are parents and grandparents whose children and grandchildren have left the church. When a parent is so close to the Lord, it really hurts when their own flesh and blood turn away from him and even deny his existence, she explains. They also go through feelings of shame and abandonment, and their faith can be tested when they don't see their prayers answered. They feel alone and don't know how to adequately handle it. And Christine knows firsthand the heartbreak that these parents and grandparents are experiencing. She and her husband have several close family members for whose return to the church they are continuously praying. We are heartbroken and grieve for all those who have wandered away from our Good Shepherd, says Christine who says she benefits as much from praying for our prodigals as those for whom the apostolate was created. It keeps me going, because I want to pray as much as I can for my own loved ones and for those in my apostolate. It has helped me pray more rosaries for my loved ones, which has brought peace beyond measure. Over the past 18 months since founding the apostolate, Christine has already received an abundance of positive feedback about how praying for our prodigals has not only provided a much-needed community of support and encouragement, but also produced tangible spiritual fruit. 
she shares one story that stands out. One woman's daughter had been living with her boyfriend, and she told her mom that they were planning to get engaged soon and were looking for wedding venues. She made it clear that the wedding would not be in the church. Unbeknownst to this young lady, her parents were praying eight rosaries, all four mysteries, by each parent, per day for her for the seven months since she had told them about the non-church wedding. The parents continued to pray the rosaries, hoping the couple would reconsider. About two months later, the couple announced that it would be a church wedding after all. Like all of us, the young couple is still working on their faith journey, but the parents are encouraged because of what they have seen so far. Christine shares another story of a mother whose daughter had left the church as a senior in high school. Through prayer, fasting, and the intercession of Mary and the saints, the mother learned not only to trust God, but also to simply love, respect, and find joy in her daughter, no matter where she might be in her spiritual journey. Thirteen years after leaving the church, her daughter returned to the Catholic faith, has become a member of Regnum Christi, and has integrated her thriving faith into all aspects of her once secular life. It was miraculous answer to prayer, says Christine. Over the past year and a half, since the Praying for Our Prodigals Apostolate was founded, Christine has been busy praying, leading others in prayer, and finding new resources to share with those engaged in the spiritual work of praying for their loved ones return to the church. Since the launch of the Apostolate, Christine has led three-month-long consecrations and is currently putting together a series of rosary meditations specifically designed for those wishing to pray for their prodigals. I know that many, many people are hurting because their loved ones have left the church, says Christine. I simply want to help them find peace in our Lord and, of course, help them pray their loved ones back home. Christine has been a member of Regnum Christi since February of 2020 and is presently serving as the webmaster for the Nashville section. To find out more about her prayer apostolate, visit the website at www.prayingforourprodigals.com. Victoria Backstrom makes final vows of consecration. God told me that it would make him happy to have me by his side and that my heart would be only for him. Victoria Backstrom Victoria Backstrom had just made her final vows as a consecrated woman of Regnum Christi. She is from Minnesota and comes from a family of five siblings. She entered the consecrated life when she was 20 years old. She began her years of formation in Rhode Island and, in 2015, she moved to Spain to study theology in the Ecclesiastical University of San Damaso. During the last three years, she has been on the pastoral team and on the ECYD auxiliary team at Everest School Monte Claro in Madrid. Currently, she is completing her bachelor's degree in theology. We spoke with her about many topics, such as community life, her relationship with the Regan Christie family, and her relationship with God. I do not deserve credit for being where I am or having lived what I have lived, but what I do know is that God has touched others' lives by what He has done in my life, and I realize more and more that my life no longer belongs to me, but rather to Him, to the Church, and to Regnum Christi. How did our Lord tell you that He wanted you to be consecrated in Regnum Christi? A response to a call from God is a response that comes from a personal relationship with Him that is formed and forged in time. For me, when I finally managed to open myself truly to His invitation, it was simple and clear.
He simply told me that it would make him happy to have me by his side, and that my heart would be only for him. And your family, how did they react? They all supported me, even though it is hard for them that I live so far away. How do you see yourself, since you said yes to God, and now that you have just made your final vows? Have you changed a lot? On my consecration day, I said yes to God with all that I was at that moment, but over the years I have come to know myself better. Because of this, my yes today is even fuller, more complete, and more conscious, and every day I am happier, which is something that only God can do. The community of consecrated women who you live with also plays an important role in the discernment of your vocation. How does that work? Is it like a family? Or like a group of friends? What is your experience of this aspect of your vocation, to live in community? For me, my community and consecrated life is one of the things I love the most and that helps me the most to live my consecrated life. It is much more like a family than a group of friends. Friends are chosen, but a family is given to you. And in community, like in a family, everything is lived together. We look out for each other and share a lot. Deep joys, sufferings, prayers and intentions, and even housework and fun times. What role did the Regan Christie family, the lay members, and the consecrated men and women and legionaries of Christ play in your vocational experience leading up to your final vows? My Regan Christie family is a great joy for me because it has been an integral part of my life since I was a child. They make me want to be more holy. You told us a few years ago in your renewal of temporary vows that after these three years I have been able to see what God's fidelity and initiative is like, that nothing depends on my effort but on His call. Can you explain to us how this fidelity and initiative of God has been? Today I would say that God's initiative is increasingly clear and that His faithfulness is infinite and unconditional. It does not cease to amaze me the wonders He has done in my life. It seems very clear to me that only He could have transformed me and made me as happy as I am now. I would nuance the quote stated above by saying that for God nothing is impossible, but that His call and my relationship with Him requires a response. He needs and wants to hear my daily yes. He is the one who gives us the grace to live our vocation, but He needs us to respond to Him. Where is this initiative of God leading you at this time? He simply leads me to live the day-to-day -day and the present moment with Him because that's where He is present. Right now, after having made my final vows, I am also impressed by how He speaks to others through my vocation. I do not deserve any credit for being where I am or having lived what I have lived, but what I do know is that God has touched others' lives by what He has done in my life, and I realize more and more that my life no longer belongs to me, but rather to Him, to the Church, and to Regnum Christi. You have just finished your three-year apostolic internship at Everest School Monte Claro. What have you learned about your vocation and mission after this first experience? These three years at Everest have been, above all, years of constant learning. I am infinitely grateful to the entire Everest family for welcoming me and making me a part of it and for being so patient with me. It has also become clear to me that God touches lives and acts through my consecration. It gives me deep joy to be His instrument for others. 
The thirst others have for God is profound, and if I can quench that thirst at least a little bit with my life, that is enough for me. Now that you have made your final vows, how is your prayer life? Do you see your relationship with Jesus from a different perspective? For a few months now, my prayer has been filled with peace. Reaching the certainty of one's call touches prayer in a particular way. It has become a place of rest, being with the one who knows and loves me. What would you say to a young man or woman who is discerning whether God is calling them to the consecrated life? To someone who is discerning, I would say, don't be afraid to open yourself to God. He knows you better than anyone else, and His deepest desires for you are the same as your deepest desires. The vocation God calls us to brings meaning to our whole life. Rapid-fire answers. When we say a word, what is the first word that comes to mind? The past. Grace. The present. Presence of God. The future. Passion. Others. Loved by God. United States. Home. Final vows. Response of love. Laity. Holiness. Communion. Regnum Christi. Legionary of Christ. Brother. Consecrated woman. Sister. Lay consecrated man. A brother I would like to get to know better. Brothers. Perseverance. Jesus. Faithful. Work. Mission of love. Church. Encounter with Christ. Everest. Family. Christmas Carol. What child is this? Suffering. A path towards Jesus. Life. Gift and mystery. Apostolate. Talking about God. Song. Even Then by Micah Taylor. Your favorite number from the Regan Christie Statutes. Number 9, Apostolic Fruitfulness. Your favorite number from the Constitutions of the Consecrated Women. Number 10, Charity. Your favorite saint, St. Joan of Arc. RC Music Collective, a new musical initiative at the service of the Church. Father Jaime Lorenzo, L.C., has been a music lover nearly his entire life. Growing up in Manila in the Philippines, he distinctly remembers sitting at the family piano at the age of three, plunking out his own little melodies on the keys. As he got older, he picked up the flute, teaching himself to play and performing in front of his family and friends. Once he reached high school, he traded in his flute for a guitar, and he formed a rough-and-tumble band with several friends. Music was always a natural part of Father Jaime's life, but when he joined the seminary to become a legionary of Christ, he left it behind without much deliberation. I never really thought much about music more than singing in choir at the seminary, Father Jaime says of the place music would hold in his life as a legionary, because I was focused on preparing myself to be a priest. I'm going to be doing missions and events and deeper apostolic initiatives that take precedence and priority over music. A couple of years down the road, music came back into his life 
when he discovered the beauty of composing and sharing songs during different apostolic and prayerful events. The doubts came through, said Father Jaime, since it felt like I should be dedicating more time to more important things. Should music even be a part of my life, or should I just give it up? Thankfully, Father Jaime's spiritual director compelled him not to let his God-given talents go to waste, but instead to place his musical gifts at the service of the Church and of the Regnum Christi movement. He told me one day that God gives each of us talents, explains Father Jaime, and when you form part of a movement or an order, your own talents and gifts become gifts that you can offer to your greater spiritual family. And this is exactly what Father Jaime was motivated to do during his final years of formation prior to his priesthood. He was able to help get a couple of musical initiatives going throughout the Redden Christie movement, even during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. He also took an interest into composing a couple of songs that were used for different masses of the movement and the Legion during his time in Rome, including some pieces that were used for his recent priestly ordination this last summer. Father Jaime was recently ordained on September 5th at the Minor Basilica and Metropolitan Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Manila in the Philippines. When it became clear this summer that, because of the pandemic, Father Jaime would not be able to be ordained in Rome, he and his family began searching for an alternate date, location, and minister for his ordination. Bishop Dennis Villarojo, a friend of the family, accepted the invitation to celebrate the ordination, and the date was set for the first Saturday of September. Father Jaime's family, which includes his older brother, Father Luis Lorenzo, L.C., who was ordained in 2017, sent out invitations to friends and family to watch the ordination online, since regulations in Manila at the time allowed for only ten people to attend the Mass. Already disappointed not to be celebrating his ordination in Rome, this came as another blow to Father Jaime. It was pretty tough to digest, because it's a big thing, and you're hoping to have more people present. But we prayed a lot, and a lot of people interceded, and I'm sure the saints did too. Just five days before his ordination was scheduled to take place, the government loosened gathering restrictions, allowing for about 80 people to attend. Those 80 people still comprised only 10% of the church's capacity, and the near emptiness of the large basilica provided a quiet tranquility that Father Jaime describes as a holy eeriness. It felt very solemn, like we were in a different realm, says Father Jaime. It felt heavenly. In this stillness, the tiny choir made up of just three members, Father Jaime's aunt, an Opus Dei numerary who was one of his former spiritual directors, and Kathy Floro, a consecrated woman of Regan Christi, sang music they had put together specifically for the ordination mass, including his compositions of the Gloria and the Litany of the Saints. The sound of this small choir, combined with the solemnity of the celebration, made this small gathering into something truly beautiful. In Rome, there would have been thousands of people, hundreds of priests, and a fifty-man choir with an orchestra, says Father Jaime. But to hear songs beautifully sung by three of my close friends, having their voices echo through the basilica, and surrounded by my legionary community on the altar, was very, very powerful. And now, Father Jaime, along with one of his legionary brothers, Father John Klein, and one of his consecrated sisters, Emily Roman, is able to contribute his love and talent for music in a brand new initiative called the Regnum Christi Music Collective. This group of legionaries, consecrated women of Regnum Christi, and lay RC members across the globe 
have come together with the mission to create music that inspires others to fall more in love with Christ and share his love with the world. The idea of putting such a group together came about three years ago in Rome, when Father Jaime noticed that all of the worship music being used in youth group events and holy hours, though beautiful and stirring, was created from a Protestant perspective and lacked some of the key elements of the Catholic faith. One day I was talking to one of the priests and one of the consecrated, and I said, Why can't we do that? We have talent. We can take time to produce a more Catholic type of music imbued with our movement's spirituality that also moves hearts, recalls Father Jaime. This dream began to take shape little by little through initiatives of networking with different legionary and Regnum Christi musicians and composers. But it only took its most real form when Father John was graced with the opportunity to record some of his original music in Nashville during the summer of 2020. Having studied music in Nashville prior to joining the Legionaries of Christ, Father John had strong connections to the music scene, and a dream, like Father Jaime's, to put his musical talents at the service of the Church. Although Father John had recorded albums previously, there had never been an initiative to bring the Regnum Christi movement together in a musical project. So he reached out to different Legionaries, consecrated women, and lay RC members to see if they would be willing to participate in the recording of the album. Father Jaime, who is currently involved with a number of youth apostolates in Louisiana, found his usually jam-packed schedule unexpectedly empty, as all early summer camps and missions were canceled due to the COVID pandemic. This freed him up to join Father John and Emily, who is also now available, in a music studio in Nashville, where they recorded five songs in five days. Within another week, they had a name, a logo, financial support, and a plan to release an annual album. It's been three years just waiting for things to happen, and then God put the right people together at the right time and things started moving, says Father Jaime. We're just starting, but a lot of people have already been moved by the music and have been inspired by it to grow in their love for God, the movement, and the church. That's our goal, that the heart of the movement is shown and expressed in these songs. In order to make that happen, the songs produced by RC Music Collective all share five core elements. First, every song they create embraces either the contemplative or evangelizing spirit of Regnum Christi. Each song either leads its listeners to an encounter with Christ and the Father's love, or moves them to apostolic action. Another key component of their music is harmony. Every song contains male and female harmonizing vocals, encompassing the family spirit of the Regnum Christi movement. The songs also include the vocals of groups comprised of Regnum Christi members, can be learned and sung easily, and are accompanied by a music video that illuminates the theme of the song. And while Father Jaime, Father John, and Emily love the opportunity to use their God-given gifts to create and share inspiring and uplifting music, that's not their only goal. As priests and as consecrated, we have talent, but that's not our main apostolate. We are to accompany the lay members, so we hope that God inspires some of our lay people to participate and those who have talents to reach out to us. Our dream is to have a lot of our lay members participate. For now, the RC Music Collective is releasing a recorded single each month, as well as preparing the way for new music to be recorded next summer by including new RC members who have shared interest in co-writing new songs. Being a new reality, they are always looking for new opportunities to collaborate and create. We are quirky musical millennials who love Jesus and our vocations, says Father Jaime. 
If we have talent, why not use it? To connect with RC Music Collective, check out their website at rcmusiccollective.org. Like them on Instagram or Facebook. Listen to their music on Spotify or Apple Music. Or visit Regnum Christi Music, the official YouTube channel for Regnum Christi around the world. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.